good time of the day and welcome to another episode of and when i say i mean i am your co-host austin and i am your other co-host adrian so adrian a week back from iceland how has it been adjusting to uh non-waterfall life um i see significantly less waterfalls yeah um but that's kind of obvious i suppose is that devastating um, work is a lot worse than hiking into waterfalls. Yeah. That's just yeah. kind of the, that's just how it is. Although it, it wasn't too bad coming back to work. Like I figured it was going to be like really overwhelming and like there's going to be all this stuff that had gone wrong while I was gone and then I was going to have to fix all this stuff. But when I came back, it was actually pretty, uh, pretty good. Not too overwhelming. So nice. Yeah. It could have been worse. Um, let's see. But has anything else happened this week? This week's been busy, but I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's just You've been kind of busy like, doing nothing. No, 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 no. Like, so this week has been. Oh, we had we did an amazing race on Monday. Like for with our community around group. the we world. Didn't, we didn't go around the world. We just went around the campus of University of New Hampshire. I didn't even actually participate. Cool. I was just a, a member of the, the crew. Wow. Um, yeah. So, busy doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did other things. I had I played a new board game on Tuesday, and then I had a meeting. And then on Wednesday... That meeting uh, sounds riveting. It was. Um, and then I had and hung out with some people in the mub on Wednesday, which is just the student center at That sounds UNH. like the, that's the worst name that I can think of for that. It's it's like the Memorial Union Hall, so it's called the Mub. Oof. And then um what did I do after that? This is just yesterday. I don't know man. Um, went yodeling on Mount Green no, Failure. that is not a place. Or, <laughs> um, what did I do last night? <laughs> I don't think I did anything. It's completely slipped my mind. Well, well done. Wow. Anyways, <laughs> tell me about your week. <laughs> Redeem this. I went night. yodeling on Mount Green Failure. Okay, I met someone at church Sunday, and she's uh-huh. from Vermont. So I asked nice. her. Where in Vermont? I don't know. Somewhere south of Montpelier. And I, I asked her. So, girl from Vermont. I I drove through Vermont once on 98. Uh, no, 89. I said 98 that time, too. Anyway. Wrong. And I said, I drove past the exit from Montpelier. And try as I might, I could not see Montpelier. Mm-mm. Like, and I asked her, is Montpelier, is it hiding behind a mountain there? She's like, no, it's right off that exit. I'm like, is Montpelier even a real place? <laughs> like, uh, like, is it smaller than Potsdam? Uh-huh. Uh, she said basically. Um, so for Montpelier having the capital of Vermont, there's basically no one there. Uh, well, there's basically no one in Vermont. So Right. Though, fun fact, Burlington once had the highest volume airport in the United States. Can you guess what year? Mm, it's an important year. 1942. Uh, no, but you're so close. 44. 44. 44. Well done. Ring, 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 ring. I got the reason why. I just got the date wrong. Yeah, yep, yep. So for those of you who don't know what's important about 1944, it was when the U.S. was sending lots of troops to Europe. So... Uh, Burlington is closest to Europe as far as American cities go, um, and it's also hidden amongst the mountains. So if you're coming to try to bomb it, it's much harder to find than New York, mm-hmm. or Boston, or Boston. Boston's really easy to find. Yeah. I, well, last time when I flew into Boston, I was like, wow. I wasn't thinking about bombing it, but. That's good. Uh, yeah. That's that's a that's a good non first instinct. Yeah. Guess what? I figured out what I did. Yeah. Oh, last uh, night. Enlighten me. Well, the only reason I remember that is because I looked at my calendar, which is the only wow. reason I remember anything. 
I I showed my Iceland pictures to our parents. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I got to talk about the trip. It was supposed to happen on Sunday, but for some reason some of the pictures weren't uploaded, so I had to pause. And yeah, I got a notification pictures. about that. That I added more pictures? Yeah. Probably last night, because that's when I added them. Uh, I don't know. I saw it this morning. Um, I didn't actually get a notification. Like, I got a push notification up on top of my Gmail thing. It's really frustrating. Those are worse than just normal, or normal like, notifications, in what? my opinion. I'd rather get that than a, a, a notification on my phone. No, because the push notification on Gmail is just always there, and it's hard to see, and then you just realize, oh, it's there. When well, I, then when it's like the post five days later, it. oh, Brian Cop commented on a picture of Oliver five days ago. Okay, I can live with not seeing that for five days, you know? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, but other than talking to someone from Vermont at church, I uh, launched a Bible study today. Um people came to it that was good um uh what's the bible study about studying the bible we're gonna do first corinthians because i that's mainly i'm lazy and um i I think it's it's a it's a very practical and challenging book um but one of the one of the members said that i was unconventional like an unconventional person, so I was flattered by that. What does that mean? Do they know who you are? Yeah. Like, uh, like, socially unconventional. Can you give me an example? Uh, her example is that I'm a crazy hermit that doesn't, like, like, go to bars and things. I see, I see. Well, speaking but, of Bible study, sorry, go ahead. That, that was about it. Um, I was going to say, speaking of Bible studies that are practical and what was the other thing you said? Uh, challenging. Challenging? I, I actually don't know if it's practical. This is pretty impractical. But today I finally broke open my Greek New Testament. Nice. To start doing, trying to do some translation. So I uh, got two verses into Colossians. Nice, nice. Over the course of like an hour and a half. Hey, no. Zach was like looking at my notes from the underground. He's like, you only got 15 pages into this? I'm like, Zach, you have no idea how long it takes to translate something using Google Translate. Right. It's actually really nice. So I took the time to read the preface, which, let me tell you. Was in English? Yeah. And was also, was also... Something I don't normally do. Actually, most I read most uh, prefaces. prefaces are great. Yeah. Okay. Let me rephrase that. But I recently I've started reading prefaces. But anyways, it told me that this it's really set up really nice. So traditionally, I found out traditionally when you're learning um, Kanoyo Kanoyo Greek or whatever the biblical Greek biblical Greek is called. There's like 300 and some words that like appear that end up being like four-fifths of the words used in um, the entire New Testament. Oh, and so, so it has all of them? So so it has all of those listed in the back oh, that's um, nice. that you can look up. And then what this one does is for any of those words that don't fit into that, they have a footnote on the page that it shows up giving you the translation. Oh, wow. So it's it's very nice. Um, wow. And, and also, like... I have been reading Colossians recently, and so that's kind of why I started it. And so it's like, I basically know what the translation is sure. before, I, before I'm going to write it out. But the interesting part that I want to dive into is just like, okay, what, what, is the, what are different meanings of this word that Paul could be using here, or whoever's mm-hmm. writing, or, or what is kind of the context of, yeah, basically the, more in detail of what the exact words he's using. So a non-event that happened this week, we got a Five Guys in Potsdam. Grand opening was Sunday. Did you get a peanut butter milkshake? No, because the place has been literally full. Like the entire parking lot has been full since it's opened. Like I live right across the street from this Five Guys. I can see it. And like the parking lot is packed all the time. Speaking of 
Five Guys, five guys milkshakes. Trying so I haven't out. had one. Zach never responded to people asking oh, me yeah. how the milkshake was. Yeah, Zach so took Zach, Adrian's recommendation. Call out right here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Tell us. We could probably just text you. Well, we I think now. that's essentially already been tried. So That's true. That's true. Anyway. Let's, <laughs> let's just stop rambling and maybe get to an episode. Back to the podcast. So, uh, for those not following the news, uh, the confirmation hearings for the Honorable, I guess, Brett Kavanaugh. I think that's the the proper mode of address, but that's that's like it's a fun kind of question ironic. mark. Yeah, here now that things are being alleged about him. So, Brett Kavanaugh is a judge who has been nominated for a seat on the Supreme Court by President Donald J. Trump. Uh, he is like ranked by whoever ranks how conservative judges are. He is ranked like number one in conservative judges. Wow. Um, I don't know where he's from, what his background is, other than judging. Is he uh, from the South? I have no clue. Okay. Um, but all of a sudden, he has been mired in political controversy. Maybe, well, just controversy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, over allegations made by Dr. Ford. I don't remember her first name. Or middle name or second name. She goes by three names. Um, and she wrote a, a an email alleging sexual assault uh, by Brett Kavanaugh uh, while she was 15 and he was 18. Um, so this letter was made public and she, uh, Christine Blasey Ford is her name. Uh, so she didn't want to, um, like, be public with this for fear of backlash, which has happened, um, because she was, mm-hmm. she was doxxed after the, the allegations were made and now is public regardless of whether she wants to be or not. And now people like us are talking about her. Um, so Brett Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh is, he was born in D.C. Wow. Okay insider much anyway that's not that's neither here or there uh what we want to talk about is i think basically just not justice brett kavanaugh but justice in general um and kind of uh judicial not judicial philosophy but like philosophy of justice am i right i think so if I understand what you're meaning, so so kind of we we kind of hinted at this a little bit, or kind of where I want to get to in our episode about white people in crisis, about like how do we, when do you, I don't I can't think of the word I want to use. Okay, um, cool. Like when do you judge people based on their past? Or how um, do you judge people based on? How their do past? you judge people based on their past? Um, and, and obviously this, and as I was thinking about it today, this topic is also, has multiple layers to it because obviously sexual assault is something that you need to take seriously no matter what. Um, but then I was, I was thinking of the question, um, why do we, why do we judge people so harshly? for things in their past, um, or seemingly judge people very harshly, um, kind of, instead, so then my, my thought was, instead of kind of talking about this situation and s- speculating about what's going to happen, because I don't really know what's going to happen, but, like, if, if I, for me personally, if somebody was like, hey, you did this thing when you were a kid, and now I'm going to completely change how I respond to you and interact with you. Um, I don't think that that would be very indicative of who I am today, even if I did something wrong long ago. Um, uh, I, I think that's a 
fair statement, uh, but I, it, I think it depends on the situation. So one of my favorite court cases in the history of court cases is, it's actually, I don't know if I like it or not. It's uh, Leopold and Loeb versus someone. Um, famously defended by Clarence Darrow, who famously was the prosecutor. Uh, no, he is famously the defending attorney in the Scopes trial, 1925. Um, so, uh, Leopold and Loeb, they were, they were, I think they were like 16 or 17, and they said, we want to kill this kid just to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they picked this like 12 year old kid and killed him. Um, and then were eventually found out and charged. Uh, and Clarence Darrow was trying to get them to not receive the death penalty. Um, cause he's a defense attorney. Um, so he was able to successfully get them off of the like death penalty. Like they were still charged with third degree murder. Or first right. degree, whichever is the worst degree of murder, um, and put in prison, uh, where one of them was killed in prison. Anyway, um, and his argument was that uh, justice is about uh, rehabilitating people, um, and these people, like their cognitive function, isn't fully developed as seventeen or whatever year olds. Um, so isn't it it's more noble and just for us to allow them to be rehabilitated and enter back into society uh, at some later time than for them to be executed which I think is a good argument Uh, like I was happy when the Pope said we shouldn't have the death penalty because like I like to me the that's like a foundational thing for Christianity. We believe in the possibility of redemption for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but killing people and electing them to things, or and just thinking about people, is, are all very different things. Right. Right. And it's very different in the way that, like, you and I interacting with each other, as opposed to putting someone on the Supreme Court. And, yeah. and so I guess I guess that's kind of like what I'm trying to figure out is like, is it okay for me to say, okay, here's here is my, here's somebody that I'm working with, or here's somebody that I come in contact with, and I it's it's much for some reason it, it seems like it's much easier to have grace for this person than it is for me to have grace for someone who I'm maybe higher like putting into electing into a position. I'm not actually in this situation, but it's close to that example well right and, i i and i i think there should be a, a difference in in standard right because like the supreme court is i i think one of the nine most powerful positions that you can have in the government and the other eight are also the members the of the supreme, supreme court. court um so like who should you like the the people that are on the Supreme Court should be people of the highest quality. Um, and I, I think it depends a lot on what kinds of stupid things you did when you were a kid, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a, like, like, there's a difference between, like, oh, I got drunk once and ran into a stop sign. And I got drunk once and assaulted a girl to the point she was worried of being, uh, unintentionally killed like that's that's a, that's a huge realm of to me that's a, a huge difference um of like how you right re- react to things right yeah and, and i guess the the challenge for me is like i agree but also like don't those people still need grace, I guess? I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, but, like, there's, like, does having grace mean that they should have 
like unlimited power in the U.S. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, so there's there's a difference between having grace for people, and then there's and also saying, yeah, we're gonna give you all of the rights that anybody else would have, or all of the the freedom. No, 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 no. I, like I'm fine with giving people freedom. Sorry, but... when I uh, yeah I. <laughs> God, that isn't, wasn't really what I meant. I meant like, okay. like you have you have grace for this person, but it doesn't mean that I now trust them enough to put them on the Supreme Court. Right, like they still did this thing. Right. Um, which is is maybe not grace, but like I, th- I think you have to be judicious of, about what people have done, right? Right. Because. Uh, even if you've, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how much people change. So, right. it like this is still something that you have done, and you were in a position where you thought that was an okay thing to do at one point. So you you still have a, a, a mental framework around this behavior. Even if you no longer do that behavior anymore, right? And, like, have, and, sorry, go ahead. Have you read any of the things that uh, Brett Kavanaugh's friend slash writer has said? No. He said some very controversial things. No, nah, I, I don't know. He's he's saying like, okay, the whatever. I guess the '80s were a different time, and you can't judge people based on what they did in the 80s because the the cultural context is so different. Um, and he writes about a guy named, um, not Brent Kavanaugh, but it's like, uh, like Brand O'Kavanaugh, who's doing all kinds of like partying and, and stupid things in his memoir. Yeah. Uh, so that... That does that doesn't seem good for, um, oh my, Brent. Uh, yeah. But where was I going with that? What What were we talking about before I started that sentence? Basically, like people don't change. Oh their, yeah, their yeah. yeah. So he's became. like his his mindset is still very much like that wasn't wrong. Like that was a that was a fine natural thing to do in his development as a person right and now the times have just changed right so like if you still believe that i i don't think that's good yeah and 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 if and it seems like yeah yeah i guess i guess the the reason would be that you do hold those people to a higher standard, and that's okay because we should be because right. they are, they are in very powerful positions and and basically deciding what is right or wrong. Right. Um, and yeah, and, like if I don't trust them to, if I don't trust them to make good decisions about what's right and wrong in their own life, like why would I trust them to make those decisions for the country? Right. And yeah, so I think what's interesting to me for me to think about is is just because you just because like there there can be grace extended to this person for the situation, and there can even be hope for him to be reconciled or whatever. But that doesn't mean that we have to trust this person to be put into that position. You can still have restraint while still showing grace and hope that this person might change right like i don't think he should like necessarily be a pariah or something or like stripped of his judgeship right but i like that doesn't mean i also think that he should be on the supreme court right and i think that 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 still applies to even just everyday situations that are closer to us than supreme court people right Mm -hmm. because like if if somebody has wronged me or something like that, I can still like forgive them and extend grace, but that doesn't mean I have to continue to 
put myself into situations where I might continue to be wronged by them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because it, it feels... So, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, because it feels bad to me to to just always, like, destroy people's careers because of, like, one thing that they did. And I, I understand, like, it's terrible. Like, but the part of part of me wants that reconciliation to happen. Like, I guess maybe I'm just more hopeful and and maybe a little naive in the sense that we should trust them. I don't know. Yeah, like, I would... I would want to know, like, okay, someone has done something bad when they're 18. Like, what's changed for them in the in that intervening time to to like force them to to deal with those things because like yeah maybe they've changed but maybe they haven't changed right like maybe they don't regret that at all and like they would still do it again if they thought they could you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's really not much way to know that um Bojack Horseman had a very interesting season. I thought it was not it was not my favorite season because I thought it was trying to be too relevant. Um, so, you you texted me about that or emailed me. Yeah. Did they just come out with the new season? Because I thought for a while they like there wasn't a season, or is this an old season that is now relevant? Or no, 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 no. Season five came out like last week or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, Friday. Um, the. T- 14th, I guess. Um, and it was basically a reaction to um, Me Too because, mm-hmm. like, BoJack Horseman is, like, a, a commentary on Hollywood, so now that that's what Hollywood's about, it's now a commentary on that, and cause, especially because BoJack has done terrible things in his life all the time, even during mm-hmm. the show. Um, so they're they're questioning their own show like does having this show normalize terrible behavior by people in power uh especially men and does making him more sympathetic normalize that even more should he have friends uh what should those friends do um so yeah i i I think it's it's basically the same discussion. Like, I don't want to say Brett Kavanaugh is BoJack Horseman, but he is essentially in this, in this uh, allegory, I guess. So, though BoJack Horseman has done far worse things than Brett Kavanaugh, um, but still, like, what, like, what does forgiveness look like? And are we? Yeah, like, is there a difference between redemption and forgiveness? Uh, Because there's this one guy who goes on apology tours all the time Mm -hmm. uh, and doesn't mean it at all. Um, And then keeps keeps doing terrible things. For It seems like Brett Kavanaugh has not done anything particularly terrible for the last however many years. Um, So... Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Should we? Yeah, does like good he's done outweigh bad things that he's done? And is youth really a mitigating circumstance for bad behavior? You just ask a lot of questions, and probably they're not very easy to answer. Well, but let's I, answer them. So I would say to your question, what was your first question? Do you remember? I don't remember. The second question was, is youth really a mitigating Yeah, factor? but I was going to answer your first question. Um, I think your first question was something along the lines of, what's the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, maybe? Uh, redemption was the word. Redemption? Used, but... Redemption and forgiveness? 
I so I think again in this situation we can look at his life and say okay yeah maybe he hasn't or maybe things have changed maybe there is redemption in his life and he does regret his his decision that he made then but the thing that I'm thinking about is like this is the Supreme Court out like there are other options um and so i guess the thing that i'm I'm starting to think now is like we don't need to we don't need to like um compromise yeah to to put somebody on the supreme court that we may have questions about right unless you want to do it before midterm election right but we're Um, not being political commentators so well yes Uh, anyways um I just feel like we aren't as good at political commentators as some other people may be. No, that's definitely true. Um, um and, and so, like, as a person, I think that you can you can go up to this man and say, okay, yeah, maybe, like, after I, I would want to talk to him and try to figure out where he is as a person um, to determine that. But I don't think that, that we need to compromise on mm-hmm. people who are judging what is right and wrong for our country. And, and that, that doesn't mean that I have any less faith or hope that he can, that his life can change from one mistake that he, or, you know, maybe it's multiple mistakes, but maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. a mistake or maybe it was just a mindset or whatever that is that was wrong. But there's still that hope there. We just don't need to necessarily put him on this pedestal where he defines right and wrong. doesn't mean... I guess it means we respect him a little less, but I think maybe that's okay. I don't know. And then your next question was, does youth mitigate... What was your what was the phrasing? Doing terrible things, probably. Um, I don't think so. Because most times you know what you're doing. Yeah, I... Yeah, I would agree, like past 12 uh most people have a a general idea of what they're doing like sure maybe their impulsivity is is higher than it will be in six no i can't add um 13 years um 25 yeah uh but it's not like you're you're like not a conscious being. You're not aware of things that you're doing. I I will say though that even though you know what you're doing, I still would say that doesn't mean that we should give the death penalty out. Um, I don't I don't know. That's a whole other can of worms that maybe I don't want to open. But I do, going back to what you were saying about who's his name at the beginning, like there is that room for reconciliation and redemption. Like maybe you didn't realize what you did was wrong and you knew, and like you went into it full well thinking that it was okay. And then if you're given the time to realize that it's wrong, then there can be room for reconciliation. Right. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, this, like, my fundamental point, I guess, is. There's a difference between being rehabilitated in society and being on the Supreme Court. That's true. That's true. Which I would agree with. I think. I think there is, and and I guess my my point and kind of my desire for this podcast, it, it is. It's kind of hard to get there because it is very different. There is a difference between being integrated into society and being put on the Supreme Court. And so I want to think more about, like, okay, how do I interact with other people in my sphere, which is very different than how do I interact with somebody who's being put on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because it is, in some way, it, it's, a different, it's a different tier. Right. Um, people that I interact with aren't making laws and judging, well, they're not, they don't make laws, but judging laws and judging right and wrong for the country I'm just living with them. 
Right. Like, if, like, someone that I know... Okay, so if someone, like, if someone that I know, if I learned that they had sexually assaulted someone when they were 18, what would I do? Uh... I, like I don't know. I guess it depends on the, the person. I guess. I, like, hmm. It it would strain my my friendship. I think. Right, and I think that there there has to be a lot of a lot of information to know. Okay, what was the situation like? What what was the situation? What has their life been like since then? What what are they have they have they sought to reconcile this situation? Yeah. Do they do they feel bad about what happened? Like all of these things, bef- because it is going to change how you view that person. Mm-hmm. And in in reality, it's really hard to see past that because it's it's a big deal. Um, and so I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think like, yeah, because it, it does hit more close to home in a lot of ways. Like even, even though putting someone on the Supreme Court is a big deal and does impact me, it seems much more removed than somebody that I was like, okay, somebody I know, I found out about this situation all of a sudden. Yeah. How do I respond to that? Um, because in some ways it's easier for, it's easy for me to say, oh yeah, sure. Like this guy, maybe he hasn't done anything for however many years now, sure, like, we can reinstate him into society, but I'm probably never going to meet him. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a lot harder. Yeah, right. Uh, like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would do. Um, it depends, like, because, right, we should say, yeah, I definitely forgive them, but it's also... I don't want to say, like, uh, yeah, I'd support someone who had sexually assaulted someone. And I, I think the big thing is is wisdom. And so it's like you can, you can help that restoration process if they are seeking that. Mm-hmm. But it's also about being wise. And so not... I guess not putting that person or yourself in a situation where there might be harm done. Um, Because there is forgiveness and there is grace, but there's also, it it doesn't, I don't know. In some ways, grace does take away what happened. But I, I don't, I think that is, I think we're not God, so we can't do that in a way. There's always going to be, the fact that it did happen. I can there be like forgiveness as well as consequences. I think so. Cuz that's I I think that's a, a Christian belief. I would I would say so. I think that falls under the category of wisdom that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That that and it's and it's yeah, it's loving to forgive this person, but it's also you also have to care about the other the rest of the people as well as that person. Yeah. Um and so something else that I wanted to uh, it's very like unsettling to me. Like the one one person I think he was talking to Politico or something. I I think it was an anonymous person talking said that we can't let things that happened when you were 17 take someone down because if so every man should be worried because every man would be taken down and I was like really? Um, because that that seems bad Um, like if, if that is if that's truly everyone in politics that's that seems bad he's implying that everyone has sexually assaulted somebody 
yes, that's that's what it seemed like to me. He has done. Everyone has done something similar to what Brett Kavanaugh has done when they were seventeen. Okay, I don't. I can't speak for that, but right. I I don't think that that is true of everyone. Uh, but it might be true for all everyone in Congress. Um, which is like like that's who he's talking about, right? Um, and like that seems bad because then the defense is like, oh, we can't let this happen. Or it'll happen to me. That Which is, that's the like that's the wrong way to look at it. Yeah, that seems backwards to me. Yeah. I don't know. I I disagree with whoever that was on many standpoints. Right. Or many points. I I, I think that like even if it is true, like we need to be aware of it and like right. It, so, it is a big deal, like... And then I was thinking, like, I should just go on, a, like, a ride-or-die crusade for hold people accountable for things when they're 17 and then run for office because I did nothing when I was 17 um, on the never-sexually-assaulted-anyone-when-I-was-17 platform. I don't, I don't think that that's a good option either, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> right, right, I'm just saying that, like... That, that that would open the door wide, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I I think that is a a poor decision. But it was a it was a unsettling comment to me from some anonymous guy talking to Politico mm-hmm. because of what it implies about with the men in power. Mm-hmm. Is it? So another question, and maybe we got to this, is it okay to hold people to different standards based on the role that they fulfill or the position they have? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Why? uh, uh, Because different people play different roles. So, like, if if my bagger had... If my bagger, uh, I don't know, um, was arrested for drunk driving, I would think of it not at all. Like, I would, I, because bagging is of such little, like, effect in my life, yeah, I just, I wouldn't even consider it. It would just be like, oh, okay, huh. I didn't know, I, you know, had a a regular bagger. Mm -hmm. Um, but, I don't know how this would happen, but like if Barack Obama was arrested for drunk driving, that would be a huge deal. Cause he's the president. He doesn't drive though. As the right, president. I know. So that would be very confusing. I would be, <laughs> I would be, I would be very interested to hear the story, uh, but I would also be very concerned um, because okay. he probably would have had to fight Secret Service um, and be drunk. So you're saying that while he is president, he is arrested for drunk driving, and while this guy is a bagger, he is arrested for drunk driving. Yeah. Or, in the past, Obama has been arrested for drunk driving, and this bagger has been arrested for drunk driving, and now he's the president, and now he's a bagger. Uh, I mean, even in the past, I would I would care more that Obama has drunk driven dr- driven drunk in the past and I would care, I would still care not at all about my bagger because like there are decisions made that lead to people drunk driving and I think those are poor decisions so if my bagger has made poor decisions in the past it's like okay maybe I get uh, I don't know meat packed with vegetables I don't care um, but if the president's made bad decisions in the past Maybe we uh, don't stand up to Barcel al-Assad in Syria, and it gets bogged down in civil war and ISIS. Okay. 
like the 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 realm that people can influence is different depending on what positions they hold. And so that's um, directly proportional to the responsibility that we hold them to. Right, exactly. Like if if you can if you have enough power to abuse I'm going to care more about whether or not you're going to abuse that power or whether you, you're likely or you've done things that indicate that you would. Yeah, that makes sense. We want to have, and this is probably obvious, I guess, when I'm going to say this, but we want to have the most honorable and moral people leading us and making decisions for the most amount of people. Right. The, the people, people that have the most power, we want, we want them to be the most moral people that we can. Right, because they have the most power to do harm. You know, that makes a lot of sense, but... Man, I feel like I should have already have known this idea, and we wouldn't even have had to talk about any of this. Right, I, I, I think... Um, oh, wow, I'm going to sound like really... Like... Postmodern philosophical, but I like I think that we're we're too like binary and like thought Kantian influenced in some ways. Uh, Elaborate in in Western psychology or philosophy, where uh, so Kant, if who we've talked about in the past, so hopefully you're familiar. Uh, he is uh, deontological, so he says there are universal things that are right and wrong no matter what and you should always do something even if like bad things happen Mm -hmm. so the the good place the second season i like a lot more i just finished that um they're they're talking about like um kant says you should never break a promise because you think that no one should break promises so then it can be your your uh your imperative so remember he's captain america right so if you say someone else i'm going to eat lunch with you tomorrow but then bring 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 hi this is the hospital your mom is dying sorry mom i made a promise that i'm eating lunch with such and such tomorrow I'll catch you later, and then she dies while you're at lunch. So, so <laughs> Kant or whoever is acting right in going to lunch with this person, so they're not breaking a promise. But I don't like th- that. Seems clearly not the right decision. Right. Um, so I think we're. We we want universal rules to be in place for philosophy a lot, so we're saying, okay, if we have this standard, bam, we apply it to everyone, um, which like, which I I think is pretty clearly a a bad, like it's a poor way to organize society. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, Dad, shout out to Ben Shapiro. Um, he says, like, fringe cases don't dictate all cases. Like, because um, he's talking about, like, abortion and, like, normal things that are like, oh, what about abortion for um, children of rape or fetuses of rape, I guess, well, however you want to phrase that, or, like, of incest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying, okay, sure, those are good things to think about, but that doesn't change the the bulk case like uh say you shoot someone and they die it's like oh what if it was in self-defense okay then we apply different rules but normally if you shoot someone and they die that's murder and you go to jail or something for it right um so for for most things like okay we can forgive that like depending on how terrible it is but being the Supreme Court is a is an extenuating circumstance. So, right, and so we've we've got we've come to the spot where it's where we're saying like we want everybody to be held to the same standards, but then we lower all the standards because we want them to be right. where where we want them for right. to be for us. 
Yeah. And, and so, so and so now the universal everyone. standards are low, as opposed to the universal standards being high. We have universal standards and they're low. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which, exactly. Which seems really bad. And so what you're saying is we shouldn't a we shouldn't have universal standards, and your scale of 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 what your standard is should be based on the amount of power you have. In this case, the amount of power you have, so therefore, the, what you are able to abuse that power, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, I like. I'm tempted to really want universal rules, um, but I don't know if they're ever practical. Right. I, and- okay, they're definitely never practical, um, and I I think that. Exact. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. The the drive for us to want universal rules only ever lowers the bar. Right, and and so I think that in in some ways, and why I think I was originally like kind of struggling with this idea, is that I want the universal rule that we forgive people to be mm-hmm. a thing, and I think that can be universal. Yeah. But the the consequences still exist. The the standard is still there. Yeah. Um and so like yes, we can we forgive people and we hope for reconciliation. But there still are consequences but, for our yeah, actions. The standard for being on the Supreme Court is still you haven't sexually assaulted anyone. Right. Right. That doesn't mean that this person doesn't be isn't you know, doesn't need our forgiveness and hope for reconciliation. Right. Just means that they aren't allowed to be on the Supreme Court and make rules for what's right and wrong. Yeah, that's that's how I think of things. It could turn out that uh, none of this ever happened, and uh, Brett Kavanaugh is speaking truthfully in his denials. Um, in which case, we still had a good talk about moral philosophy, which it, was. It, was the goal right and it still applies and i and hopefully it's somewhat applicable but who knows all right time for recommendations bueno oh for me yeah you go first all right so uh i finished the audiobook version of Evgeny Onegin, uh, which I've already read before, but it was before this podcast existed, so I'm going to recommend it again. Nice. It is uh, a novel in verse uh, by Alexander Pushkin. Uh, so Pushkin is the father of modern Russian literature. Um, he's kind of like the Shakespeare of Russia, though I don't know if anyone knows who he is. Um, he had amazing sideburns, um, and I think he was killed in a duel. Um, uh, so he, like, like the crazy young rich people in Russia, or just, like, ever in history, he is, like, the pinnacle of, like, rich, sophisticated, nothing to do with their time, dueling, womanizing kind of person. And so is Onegin. Um, so this this starts the tradition in Russian literature of the superfluous man who, uh, because Russia is not a meritocracy, uh-huh. the best people can't do anything. Like, they're smarter than everyone. Um, and, like, they're not better people than everyone. But they can't do anything with their talents so they just duel people and drink and chase women uh, because the government has no use for them or society has no use for them. So they're superfluous. Um, so that that's like a, a trope in Russian literature. Uh-huh. But So he, he starts out and then he like tries to reform and then things happen. Uh so no spoilers for this wow. book, this novel written in 1830. Uh, but it's, it's we'll spoil it because it, I think it's it's really applicable. He, I so, thought we were gonna make it through something where Austin wasn't gonna give spoilers. No 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 no. Uh, he he uh, is 
gets a proposal from this woman, Tatiana, uh, and he turns her down saying, that's nice and all, and if I believed in love, you'd be the woman that I would live forever with, but I don't. Sorry. I'll break your heart now. Find somebody else. Uh, and then he he gets mad at his friend, um, so he starts hitting on Olga, his friend's fiance slash Tatiana's sister. It's a bad situation. So mm-hmm. his friend challenges him to a duel. Uh, Onegin says, fine, whatever. Accidentally shoots him. Pfft, dead. So he feels very bad about this and then uh, comes to regret it. And then in the meantime, Tatiana has uh, married a prince and has become this regal, prominent lady in society. So he goes and then proposes to Tatiana, and she says, uh, please, no. Book ends. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. So it's it's kind of like he's... Like, he has done lots of terrible things. So, uh, now that he's trying to redeem himself, what do you do? Right. So, relevant to our discussion. Uh, I also read, I listened, it was an Audible original, The Coming Storm by Michael Lewis. And I am, once again, just bitterly jealous of Michael Lewis. Because he can take a book about the data collected by the National Weather Service and make it the most compelling thing in the world. And it's like, it's so frustrating because it's like the National Weather Service is the hero of your book. And it's like the most interesting thing I've read in a long time. It's like, ugh, Michael Lewis. I, it's, he frustrates me so much. Because um, he can write like nobody else, but he writes mm-hmm. about the data collected by the National <laughs> Weather Service. Uh, Imagine if he wrote about something that was actually... I, I, I know. Uh, it's, Maybe but he it's just great. holds himself back because he knew he knows it'd be too just be too amazing. No, just just let it fly, man. Um, <laughs> but it's great. The like the coming storm for a book about the data collected by the National Weather Service, and like the tragedy of this book is that data is being removed from government websites. <laughs> like that should not be a compelling story, ever. <laughs> but Michael Lewis does it because he's an amazing author. Um, oh, man. And uh, so then, did I mention on this podcast that the the um, some book award recently added um, uh, best translated title? Uh, maybe. Well... Some book award recently just added best translated title. So I saw one uh, by Tatiana Tolstoya. And I was like, is this a Russian author who's currently working that I've never read anything from? We're about to change that. So uh, I read her collection like of short stories. Name. No, I, so we'll get there. Read this collection of to- short stories uh, by Tatiana Tolstoya um, called Ethereal Worlds. And it's really good. Um, like, short stories is not my favorite genre because mm-hmm. um, they're they're weird. Um, but I kind of, like, it's... You, you can be very weird in short stories in a way that you can't in many other things because very weirdness is hard to maintain for an entire novel. Yeah. Um, so it's easier to do in short stories. But... Um, it's not really weird. It's she she writes kind of like um, Mikhail Shishkin, where it's like very dialogue light, um, and it's like introspective without being like tortured. Uh, like there's a lot of tortured introspection in uh, Russian literature, um, and the first book I've read by a Russian woman which was surprising to me, but this is it. So uh, so getting back to her name, Tolstoya, for those of you not familiar with Russian name conventions, uh-huh. if you're a woman, you end, you add an A to the, the, the end of your name. So that's why Anna Karenina is married to uh, Karenin. Um, 
And so she is the great grand niece of Leo Tolstoy. Um, so she comes from a, a prominent writing family. Um, but that's it. That's those that's are, all those I got. are big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's pretty good. Nice. Um, let's see. So on my trip in Iceland, I don't know if we talked about this, but I took a film camera so I could be super hipster. We talked about this. I don't know if the audience and us did. And I got the pictures back this past week. It was like a week ago. Um, and they turned out pretty good. It was pretty exciting. Nice. So if you ever get a chance to find an old film camera and learn how to use it, you can get them at Goodwill or that's where I got mine for very cheap and then you can just kind of teach yourself or look online or something anyway so that was a lot of fun that was that's good so that's my first recommendation my second recommendation is um i listened to laura daigle's album okay um it's it's good it's really good she sounds a lot like adele okay she's like the christian adele that seems good yeah um she did um a version of um shoot what is it it's an old hymn amazing grace no 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 um grace thy faithfulness no 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 you're thinking too mainstream it's more it's um anyways it's not really important you can just listen to the album and hear it but it starts off really good and i was like wow this is gonna be amazing and then for some reason they bring drums in it. And normally I like drums, but it kind of ruined it. So uh, I agree. Um, <laughs> it would have been better if it was just piano and vocals. So that's pretty good. And then another thing that happened this week that I forgot to mention, but it kind of worked out because now I can mention it now, nice. is I have exciting news. Austin doesn't even know this news yet. I don't. But our podcast is now officially on iTunes. <gasps> no way. How it did is. that happen? Well, I didn't know it wasn't. No, it wasn't before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it turns out that the only thing that was holding back... So I looked into it again this week mm-hmm, to try mm-hmm. to figure it out. And the only thing that was holding us back from when we originally released it was that our our like image was not high enough quality for the retina displays on Apple products. That is stupid. Classic Apple, right? Um, so I had to recreate the, recreate the, um, the logo in in a larger thing. So if you're, for all those eagle-eyed... Enjoy that retinal display, folks. (laughs) Eagle-eyed listeners, you might be able to see a slight differences in the logo, but the only slight differences would be like size of the text and maybe font variations. But with maybe the retina display is just going to just, you know, everything will shine through. Yeah, cherish so, that, folks. So the recommendation is you don't have to because we normally don't tell people about our podcast. But you can tell your sure. friends about our podcast because now it should be easy to find it. If you're out there and there are people out there who have said that our podcast is impossible to find. Now on almost every single phone, is there any phone in the world that doesn't run on Android or iOS? I don't think so, because Android is like open source enough that people just adapt it for whatever the phone they're using. Okay, so I need to actually update our blog now. But So if you have an iPhone, you can just go to the podcast app and type in, and when I say I mean, and you'll be able to find wow. it. And can you like rate us and leave comments too. you can leave comments wow. you can give stars and stuff you know how they all those other podcasts wow. say like, i hear leave... that i hear that really helps a podcast <laughs> leave us reviews on itunes and stuff yeah. you can do that now wow. and if you have so then if that's if you have an apple phone listener you... this is a great day for you <laughs> <laughs> and if you have an, an android phone you just need to get the google play music app and you can find it so if your friend is saying i can't find it you need to help them because they're probably doing something wrong. If you want to listen to it online, nah. like on a computer, I think there's people out there that maybe do that. The best way to do that is still through Google Google Play Music. That's the best way to do that. So, 
Exciting news. Yeah, enjoy this this wonderful moment. Listeners. Tell your friends. Maybe maybe we should tell some friends because I'm really bad at that. Yeah. But anyways. I don't know. Then I would have to like... Whew, people would hear what I'm saying in this there, podcast now. There's like one friend that I'm thinking of that I'm just like, yeah, I should probably tell him we have a podcast because he'd okay. probably listen to it and enjoy it. All right. Well, until next time. We'll see you next week.